Welcome to the Naples Community Church Podcast with Pastor Kurt Anderson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this sermon inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. We trust God has great things in store for you. Enjoy today's message. Some 
not too long ago. We're, we're doing this space thing all summer long, which is the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. But there was one that I picked up that tried to actually demonstrate the scale of the universe. And when we think about this physical universe in which we live, first off, we can't even begin to conceive the number of stars. What they're saying is more than sands of the sea. The number of stars, the distances, are absolutely beyond human comprehension. And, and yet we think we can understand the physical world. We can understand, we can grasp this, we can touch and feel and see and taste. But this world in which we live, we can't even wrap our minds around the actual physical universe. And in contrast to that is this single affirmation that God, who made it all, who spun these worlds into space, and is above all and through all and in all, took on human flesh. That when Jesus was born, followers and then others who didn't know who he was but then revealed himself to them, somehow as a result of that they, they were able to affirm something that was revealed by Jesus himself and that was that he was God with us. Away with all this speculation about God being just a great, Jesus being a great teacher, no great teacher would say he was God. Jesus said he experience of him in the flesh and then their experience of him in the, as the risen Lord affirmed that yes indeed he was God. And so this hymn says he took on the very form of God. Well that word is inadequate for us because we speak of form and substance. And um, so we think of form as just sort of the appearance of things and the substance as the real thing. But in the Greek, there's two words. One is schema, which is like our word for form. And the other is morphe, which is their word for substance. So really what this is saying, he was of the same substance as the Father. And the Nicene Creed picked this up a few hundred years later. Same substance as the Father. 
he was God with us. And that, that God showed himself to us, demonstrated him, his, himself to us. And the manner with which he revealed himself was surprising. Because he was humble. He was God. He emptied himself of his divine prerogative. He didn't grant his divine prerogative. He was like a kid that was born as the wealthiest kid on the planet. But he didn't hang out at the country club. He took the form of a servant or a slave. Not the form as a mere appearance, but actually took on that identity of a servant. Fully humbling himself. And this was scandalous in the first century. The reality is the Greek world looked at humility as a uh, as weakness. Grovel. Those who were humble were were lowly and, and not worth not worth much. And because of Christ, the Christian church is responsible for creating a new virtue, that of humility. John Stott, a famous evangelical theologian, puts it this way. Humility is not a mere ornament of a Christian, but an essential part of the new creature. Indeed, perhaps at no point does the gospel come into more violent collision with the world that in its insistence on humility as the paramount virtue. The wisdom of the world despises humility. Western culture has been greatly influenced, often unconsciously, by the power philosophy of Nietzsche, who envisaged the emergence of a daring ruler race. His hero was the Superman, tough, brash, masculine, and overbearing, who would become a lord of the earth, the ideal of Nietzsche was the Superman. If the ideal of Nietzsche was the Superman, the ideal of Jesus was the little child. There is no possibility of finding a compromise between these alternative models. We are obliged to choose. And Jesus said, unless you become like a little child, you're not, you can't make it. You're not fit. Now, there's a difference between childishness and childlikeness. Childishness. Well, I was on the phone with Amy this week. Two boys, one three, one five. There were constantly fights breaking out while I'm on the phone with Amy. David, no, put that down. Christopher, Christopher, sit down. All, all of that. You know how it is. And, and children, of course, are prideful, selfish, grabbing, Childlikeness, however, think of Jesus when he says, let the children come to me. And these little ones coming and sitting down, sitting down with their legs folded, eyes up listening. Childlikeness, the one who allows him or herself to be dressed and fed by the parents. Childlikeness, the one who kisses and hugs. Childlikeness, the one in whom we see such joyful humility. So there we are. We have, we have a whole 
and it becomes an essential, if not the essential virtue of the Christian. Humility. Not the will to power. This is why when I watch all of the political stuff going on, it's just painful to me. There's so much will to power. And it's up, it doesn't mean Democrat or Republican, it's either side, but it's just this fighting going on. And I'm, I'm hoping that in the midst of all of this political discourse that is getting so tiresome and that we have enough, at least another year there might be some humor, some lifting up of the other, some acknowledging of the giftedness of the other. And yes, we can disagree. We've got our ideologies and all that stuff. But as a culture, are we not affected by this ongoing strife that exists in our, in our discourse? Where is just a little bit of humility and humor Johnson. This man 
was such a joyful, caring, talkative man. Always made, every time I met with George, I always felt better coming off that meeting. And he exhibited kind of humility and a Christ-like nature, and he'd be embarrassed if we were sitting here with him this evening. But he exhibited a humility and a Christ-like so powerful move. I didn't even know until we lost him. George was a vice president of, George, of General Motors. I didn't even know that. But he, he put people first. And in his love and his care, he uplifted others. I believe that a, a mind of Christ does what the Apostle Paul says, and that is to look at others as better than yourself. And that's tough. <clears throat> Driving in this morning, I saw Lewis on his bike. Lewis is a guy who's out there constantly panhandling. <laughs> he would see me at Starbucks and come up to my hand and he would kiss my hand, come up to me and kiss my hand. He's, Eastern Europe, they do that kind of thing over there. <laughs> and, and oh, pastor this, oh, pastor that. Finally, one day, he came here looking for money. Finally, one day, I said, Lewis, I saw a sign out in front of Home Depot. Get a job. You're smart, you're powerful, you've got all the help in the world. Well, you never talked to me. sacrificed yourself. You became a servant, a slave, even to the point of dying on our behalf. Lord, such humility is beyond our comprehension. But we are called to walk where your bleeding feet have trod. So lead us, O Lord, and show us the way.
If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a few things you can do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.naplescommunitychurch.org. If you happen to be visiting Naples, please drop in for our Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to meet you. Thanks again for joining us. Have a fabulous day.